It's too early to get excited about teams winning the World Cup, but England could barely have started the tournament better. Speed of thought, speed of movement saw them crush Iran 6-2. And although one would expect manager Gareth Southgate to be a little more pragmatic against the big hitters, England's display was still a breath of fresh air. Another win on Friday would put them into the last 16 with room to spare. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is World Cup Only Better. I am well aware that it's 2-2 on this show when it comes to the split between England fans and supporters of the Republic of Ireland. Mark O'Hare is one of the latter, but even with green-tinted glasses, Mark, that was some England display, and they'll be confident ahead of their clash with the USA. Yeah, it was It was very, very good. Um, almost everything went right, really. Gareth Southgate selected a more adventurous 11. Um, I think the injury, I guess, to the Iranian goalkeeper early on probably disrupted their rhythm a little bit. But um, once they got that early goal, England were very, very clinical and took their chances superbly well. Um, but, um, you know, just relieves the pressure, really, when you're playing a team who are, are all set out to try and um, basically scrap their way for 90 minutes and see what they can pick up on the counter-attack. And I thought they dealt with it really, really well. The young players really stepped up. And fascinated to see now if Southgate reverts to a three-man defence for this game against the Americans, or whether we... We see a sort of persistent in the, the same approach as we saw against Iran. Um, we still don't know how serious Harry Kane's injury is or might be, but um, that might you know, provoke a, a change. We just don't know, really. But um, this will be a very different test. Um, as we saw against Wales, USA strength, as we outlined before the tournament, is definitely in the midfield three and their fullback positions. Huge energy, huge work rate. They love those kind of key battlefields and they will press England and they will make life uncomfortable and they'll aim to impose themselves much the way in, in which Iran did, but I think with a bit more cohesion, shall we say. And, you know, they were very successful at it against Wales in the first half. But um, I think the difference is England have that ability to beat the press without having to go long, without having to rely on a, a target man, really. They do possess the better ball players in midfield. Um, but I guess there is a, a slight concern about the defensive players. How comfortable will they be playing out against a high-pressing American side if, if the US do actually kind of go for England Um you know, from those sort of short short goal kicks. But um, yeah, no real complaints about the England price, really. Um, this is a game that it should be winning. Um, don't massively rate the US outside of those key areas. Um, and as we saw in the second half, really, once Wales switched systems and switched approach, um, they were very much the better team. So the onus is on England to go and win this game and, and as you say, start qualification. But um, couldn't really find anything I wanted to get my teeth into, really, until I scrolled down into the foul markets and uh, two options kind of <laughs> perked up. It's very Mark O'Hare. Okay. <laughs> you can probably uh, imagine the two names I'm going to come to you with. But um, I had one, but I'm going to put both of them up. Why not? Uh, Tyler Adams, even money to commit two or four fouls. Very, very appealing that. Weston McKenney is 11 to 10 in the same market to collect or to commit two or more fouls. Adams made so five. So we just need two fouls from them. Yeah, we... yeah. And you can combine the wow. two and you get about 4.5 on both of them to commit two, two fouls or more. Adams had five tackles against Wales, committed three fouls. McKenney committed four fouls and he was taken off after just over an hour as well. And they are very much key components in that energy and engine room in the middle of the uh, American midfield. They'll be working overtime here trying to put out fires and... I suspect they'll be busy. 
I like him very much, but Tyler Adams is a chippy so-and-so. Uh, Master of the Sustainable Edge, odds compiler Mark Stinchcombe is in our team today. Stinch, England played slick front foot football against Iran, but how cautious should we be? Did they make Iran look really bad and Iran aren't that bad? Or where are we at with this? Um, without trying to go too deep, I think maybe Iran perhaps had their eyes elsewhere. Um, I do think England did play well and they obviously took the chances that came in front of them. I think I've, the thing I felt was England were quite dynamic, which has not been something you'd associate with a Gareth Southgate team. So I'm going to approach this game as if England play the same style of football or at least the same team. Um, and as much as I, I like Mark's bets, I don't think they've got any chance of landing when it when you've got men against boys with Jude Bellingham in midfield. What an absolute super performance he put in there for a 19-year-old. Uh, I'd have a look at him for, for player of the tournament or young player of the tournament. I'd go and check those odds out. I think he was uh, superb. And as you know, Kev, he's, he's had an absolute fantastic season where he's added... Oh. Added yeah. goals to his game now uh, to go along with everything else he does he does majestically. But yeah, I just thought with that, with Gareth Southgate's normal three at the back and then you have two central midfielders, feel like Rice and Bellingham have, have too much to do on the defensive side of things. But when you've got the third man in there, it releases the shackles a little bit. And yeah, he was absolutely key in, in, a, in a few of those goals, Bellingham, where he, he had more time to get involved in the offensive side of things. Um, yeah, very anti-USA as it was in the when we discussed them against Wales in the first pod. And you look at the the fact in the starting eleven, there was no Gio Reyna, no Aronson, uh, no Ferreira, who who was a big part of all the goals they scored in qualifying. I mentioned outside of the USA, they had failed to score in uh, five of their seven away games, and that's in Concacaf qualifying. You know, now up against uh, now up against England. Um, they had lots of possession against Wales in that first half, but they still only had three attempts. I can't get excited about the side that's, you know, very glorified MLS players. You know, you've got Tim Ream who hadn't played for the team for over a year starting and he's, you know, nearly 40 uh, alongside Walker Zimmerman and obviously Zimmerman terrible decision he looked terrible he looked really awful against yeah Bales. I mean shocking decision to go in for a challenge when Bale's got his back to goal absolutely no need to do that just stand him up absolutely stupid decision so you got those two to that to, to attack you know they're relying on Josh Sargent up front who you know was obviously shocking as a Premier League player so uh Pulisic he 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 was he was good at times, but again we've seen that with Chelsea, he's, he he flitters in and out of games, and he'll be obviously starved of possession. I would imagine in this match. So yeah, I think if England come out the same way they they did against Iran, I think England should be expected to win. And I, I think the bet the best bet I came across was England to win and over 1.5 goals at 17 to 20. So essentially back in England to win, but just ruling out the the one nil. Because um, I just think the fact the USA look as though they're going to press really high, just think that will give multiple opportunities for, for England in, in behind. And of course, if he plays again, I think you need to go again with uh, Harry Maguire to, to have two or more shots at 11-4. to four. He obviously had two shots, I think, after about half an hour against Iran before going off after an hour. Obviously, if he's fit and he starts, you, you, you wouldn't back it if he doesn't play, of course. Um, but USA gave up multiple headed chances to, to a Wales team who only actually attacked for one half uh, Ben Davis had two edit, headed efforts and that's as I say a team um, against a team that weren't really attacking so against a team like England who are going to be attacking for long periods they had eight corners against Iran 
Um, given the fact that USA play play really high, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see Sterling and 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 Zaka and Shaw and, and uh, Trippier to be able to get really high up the pitch and force crosses and probably force corners as a result. And the punting professor, Jason Murphy, is one of my three wise men today. Um, Jason, it was a really weird drop-off from the US, wasn't it, in the second half against Wales? I know Wales made the change, Kiefer Moore came on, they couldn't deal with him. But having been so energetic, having been so dynamic in the first half, it was really quite alarming from their point of view that they just looked so bad in that second half. Yeah, it definitely was a concern. Um, Psychologically, they're ahead, it can change things and... Like I say, you, you can plan to do what you want to do. You know, if you're going to fight a dog, but like the dog will have a plan as well. And Wales changed that plan at half time and, and they pushed up on USA and it meant a bit different. Like you could see just just the way Wales stepped out from the back to just push further up the field and it just that's the way the game played out. And Wales were much better in the second half. So that would be a concern for USA. I'd be concerned for the market makers out there because England off the back of beating Iran, like the market has improved the chances of a coming home by a whopping 2%. Like, how can you change your opinion on a team off the back of beating Iran who Mark alluded to um, that, like, the, the lost their goalkeeper? You could see how distraught the war, Carlos Quirez, hands, you know, hands, yeah, hedging yeah. hands. Like, that 6 2 against Iran should not change the opinion on that England team that much. Um, I thought there were still. Personally, a lot of traders here and we all compile our ratings and we compare them and it's wisdom of the crowd. Personally, I thought England were too short in the outright before that Iran game. And now I, t- I still think they're too short. They haven't proven anything yet. They haven't met any team. That's it's coming out, Jason. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Declan Rice, I wonder if he's going to bring the suitcase or just leave it behind him. There's no trophy in it. But um, yeah, if you haven't heard, he apparently brought an empty suitcase to bring the trophy home. Um but yeah, uh, just listen, forward I, planning. That's all that is. It's yeah, yeah, he's organised. You have to be he's organized. just thinking ahead. That's that's all it is. Like England before the game against Iran, like we're one eighty eight on the exchange, and they're into like was it one sixty two, one sixty four now. So like that's a big difference. And obviously USA's performance plays into that. To try and make a comparison, it'll be the equivalent of you know Arsenal at home to West Ham, or maybe Spurs at home to Leeds. That kind of a price and upsets can happen, and. That USA midfield is very good, as as Mark Mark O'Hare alluded to there. Um, so I'll enjoy it again. But all I have to really say on this is that I'm just surprised that England outright price, given that off the back of that one result, you can get terrible overreactions. And you've seen some of the celebrations for a second goal, lunchtime <laughs> on a Monday. I mean, come on, lads, have a word with yourselves, will you? Um, but we'll see. We'll know a lot more after Friday night. It's England on a Monday lunchtime. It's a bleak place. We, we have to celebrate these things, surely. Um, every day of the first week of the World Cup, we'll be offering a completely free £2 bet builder. Maximum one free £2 bet per customer per day. Applies to any bet builder on any World Cup game from the 20th to the 26th of November. Minimum combined odds 1.5. Eligibility criteria and T's and C's apply. I very much like Mark's bet of Tyler Adams to pick up a couple of fouls in that England-USA game stinch what would you be hurling into this do we think yeah just to go down the same route again uh mcguire to to have a have a at least a yeah. shot i think it's eight to 15 or if you want to be a bit more bolder to two or more shots at 11 to four 
Lovely stuff. Wales showed guts, determination and some quality against the US to snatch a one-all draw. Gareth Bale again, their goal scorer. They're facing Iran's side licking its wounds after that drubbing by England. And Jason, on the basis that we think England, people are getting too excited about them, Iran didn't expect their goalkeeper to have his face smashed in in the opening exchanges. And... I think we started to see, with Mediterremi at least, that they can pose a bit of an attacking threat. Yeah, absolutely. And goalkeepers can go off injured, but you could just see the effect it had on the team. And that extremely long throw as well was obviously going to be a potent weapon that Iran were going to use. So it was a massive loss for them. Um, Taremi is going to have to be watched, absolutely. Um, the way he took the goal was exceptional, the first goal. And obviously he slotted the penalty, which was really good as well. Um very excited for Wales. I was delighted. I thought, based on the second half performance, they deserved to get an equaliser. And it's as you were. There were about six to five to qualify when that game clicked off. And as a result of that game, there's still six to five to make it out of the group. So it was good. It keeps it alive, keeps it interesting. Whereas if they had a loss, you know, it just it just keeps confidence in them. It, it gives them something now to work towards. And playing Iran next is a really, really good setup for them. The markets have reacted as well. There were about six to four early prices on them. And they've shortened in quite a bit now. They're about 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.5 a goal rate better than Iran for this match. So I think I, I don't have a bet for this one is essentially what I'm going to end up saying to you. But Wales, if they avoid defeat, which is perfectly plausible, it's not the worst result in the world considering that you would imagine England should get the win against the USA. That means Wales goes into an England team that's probably going to rest a few players, knowing that even a draw against England, USA and Iran could knock each other out at that stage if they were to draw as well. So Wales are in a good position, six to five to qualify. Um, but just go and enjoy it. Like the, it, like I jumped out of my seat. I'll be honest, I don't mind saying it. I, I had drawn no bet for Wales back. I didn't jump out of my seat because of that. I was just delighted to see them getting the penalty after the effort to put in in the second half. And just enjoy it while it lasts, any Welsh fans. But yeah, I'm no strong bets on this one, particularly with the Wales price after moving. I was on Gareth Bale to score, but just in case you think I'm a betting genius, I was also on Stephen Bergvine to score for the Dutch, and he was barely involved in the game at all. I think the linesman got involved with the ball more than he did, so that was something of a disappointment. Stinch, what do you make of this one? Because... Uh, you know, I, I can't believe that we, we talked a lot about Iran ahead of the tournament and how they can dig in. They can be difficult to break down. I can't believe they're going to be that bad again for the reasons we've discussed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Again, uh, I, I don't really want to speak about it too much, but there obviously there is some off the field issues. Um, but in terms of a positive for yes, them, um, Sado Asmoon, um, hopefully be back playing. So if it's him and Tarimi up front, that's a massive handful for Wales to be worried about. You know, two very good Champions League players there, at least Champions League group stage players at uh, the very at uh, the very worst. So that's two things they need to be have an eye on. I hope for their sake that they start Kiefer Moore because they, I think Kiefer Moore is a fantastic player, particularly at international level, because some of these defences just aren't used to this tall man that occupies multiple defenders, can hold the ball up, fantastic with the ball at his feet. I mean, that back heel to send Brennan Johnson away was, was so good. Um, and, and yeah, I just can't believe the approach Wales had in that in the first game. It's almost as if they were they were happy with the point, and you know, so much volatility in in um, 
in World Cup group stages because you only have three matches. You can't afford any any slip-ups. You know, with the last game against England, they don't really want to be going into that game needing needing three points to qualify. So a huge opportunity missed there by messing up with that first half. Um, I did feel they did the same in the Euros last year against Switzerland, where they were very passive. But in the Euros, you can have three teams that qualify from the group. That's not an option in, in the World Cup. So Wales have to go out at some point and, and attack. And I think that will leave Iran chances on, on the counter-attack. I mean, you look at the fact that Wales gave up 59% possession of the USA. So if that happens again, there'll be chances for Iran. But Iran themselves only had 22% possession against England. But Tarimi still ended up with four shots. So he's an absolute massive, massive danger man. So that's the, the bet I'm looking at here is him to score around about three to one. He's got 18 goals now in his last 26 caps, which is a fantastic return. Obviously, he's done it against a good defence. He's proven it against a good defence in England. So we can trust him against um, against Wales for sure. And I think I don't think it's been touched upon much, but there is this huge thing with VAR and penalties. It seems very easy, again, to get penalties. We shouldn't be watching football where the people on screens are having more input into the final outcome than what's going on on the actual pitch. Um, lack of consistency as well, but also um, a threshold that seems far too low for penalties to be given. Obviously, Tarimi's on penalty duties as well. So, yeah, I think Tarimi around about 3-1 to one because I think this Wales approach, they could get caught in two minds here, whether to push or whether to sit. Ecuador kick things off against Qatar, beating the hosts 2-0 with a brace from Enna Valencia. They've got the Netherlands next. Mark, the Netherlands were really poor. I know they won against Senegal, but they weren't a great watch, were they? No, they really weren't. Um, I thought they were quite fortunate. The final score gives them a, you know, does, does to Senegal a disservice, really. But um, the price the price is uh, interested me for this match. Uh, Netherlands around, what, one point... Uh, eight five uh, to win this match. They went off around one point six six against Senegal, and that was without Memphis Depay, who only played half an hour. We know that Senegal started the competition as a second favourites, really, or around the same price as, as Ecuador to qualify. Yet, uh, you know, there's a, a reasonable difference there between the, the two mark, the, the two prices, um, and I can only expect Netherlands to be better for having that game um, out of the way and Depay to come back into the fold. So. Um, yeah, I thought the Netherlands, in terms of the pricing, were, were a reasonable option here in this match. Um, didn't think they were particularly impressive, as you say. Defensively, De Ligt was a surprise inclusion. Looked out of sorts, looked easily gettable, so I'd expect Timber to come back in here. Van Dijk did look a little bit unsteady against the sort of pace and physicality as well. He'll get similar treatment in this match, of course, but... Um, I just think the Dutch will improve on what we saw. And uh, I think Depay coming into the team will definitely help that. You saw that in the last half hour, his impact. Uh, they just looked uh, a lot more rounded going forward and created better opportunities when he was on the field. And, and Ecuador, um, you know, it's hard to sort of gauge what happened against Qatar in that opener. They were streets clear of them. But um, I don't think we learned a great deal, but we didn't already know about Ecuador, really. You know, they could have scored early. The offside ruled it out. They've got a penalty and then a cracking finish from Valencia. They only had a, only had four other attempts across the whole ninety minutes. Um, yet they were so comfortable in that second half. And yeah, know, they just, just killed the second half, didn't they? Effectively, yeah, yeah, it was awful sort of a spectacle. But um, you can see they're well coached. They're awkward opponents. Um, they are, you know, as I say, awkward against higher caliber opponents. But um, 
You know, the Dutch, I think, should be better for the run out against Senegal. We've got Dubai going back into the fold. There's doubts over Ana Valencia's fitness and availability. He reckons he'll be fine. But I just think that price differential, um, if you thought Netherlands were a bet against Senegal at 1.66, surely they're a bet at 1.86 against Ecuador. So um, I sort of be uh, slightly favouring the Dutch, but uh, it's not a strong view. This football season, get a helping hand with Betfair's popular bet builder. Easily add our most popular or fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. T's and C's in the description, 18 plus. See gambleaware.org. So that leaves us with Senegal against Qatar. Senegal 1.69 against the host nation, who was 6.6 to pick up a win. Stinch, I know Senegal missed Sadio Mane against the Dutch. That was clear to see. You've got to think they'll get some scoring chances here. Qatar were dreadful on the opening night, although an enormous amount of pressure on them. So maybe we might see a slightly different team. Maybe. Um, I think we need to... <laughs> that was a very unconvincing maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we have to lend ourselves to long-term view. And that obviously is that Qatar aren't up with the, with the top European teams, or sorry, top top teams of the world and Senegal have got decent players outside of Sadio Mane. So I think that's the, we have to take a longer term view. So ultimately I do think, you know, you want to side with Senegal. I mean, it's worth touching upon the fact that Senegal were odds against before that absolute horror show from Qatar in the opening game. And obviously now massively backed into to odds on as, as a result of that. But I think, one thing that the that the market maybe is not accounting for is this Sadio Mane miss. He 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 accounts for forty five percent of the goals in that Senegal squad, and I think that was evident in the game against the Dutch that they didn't didn't have that efficiency or um, calmness in front of goal. I think if they had been a little bit more um, clever, that they, they should have probably taken the lead against against Holland and and come on like. You know, uh, Mendy's meant meant to be a top-class goalkeeper. He can't be making these terrible blunders, decisions. And I just think, I I don't want to generalise too much, but I do think you get this with African teams that their their temperament is 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 quite volatile. Um, I think if you if this is another European team, they'd have seen that game out nil-nil. But I just think um, I don't know if some of the African teams have that have that in them to to be level-headed when when it matters. So um, I don't see them destroying Qatar because of the lack of Mane. You know, Ishmael Assar, I don't think he's consistent enough. Um, but ultimately, you want to be with Senegal. So I thought Senegal to win an under 3.5 goals around about even money would be would be the way to go. I think that allows for uh, a Qatar goal. Senegal can still win 2-1. Um, but I don't see Senegal scoring more than three goals. So I think you still got, you know, 3-0, 2-0, 2-1, 1-0 all on your side there. So uh, obviously the value's gone. And I think most shrewd betters would have been backing Senegal whilst that first game was happening. But if you still want to bet here, I think, yeah, Senegal to win with a low scoring game because of the lack of Sadio Mane. Well, that's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. If you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up for our World Cup newsletter at betting.betfair.com. From Jason, from Mark, from Stinch and from me, it's goodbye for now.